1: Welcome to Barca Talk. I'm Brian Henderson. Uh, Today we're going to be talking about the scoreless draw between FC Barcelona and Atletico Madrid. Joining me to talk about it today is Craig McGuff. We've been talking off mic for about 10 minutes already, but I'm just going to ask, how are you doing?
0: I'm good. I'm good. I'm I'm (laughs) trying not to look at the Madrid score. Uh, oh, I, I
1: can tell you what it is right now.
0: Please don't. <laughs> and I'm I, so I'm trying to avoid that score. And I'm cramping because I've just been for a run. So I feel, I feel like Sergi Busquets at the minute. My legs, oh, my poor legs Sergi are not. Busquets. Yeah, my legs are not playing ball. A bit like poor Sergi.
1: Well, okay, you raise an interesting point. Um, <laughs> I don't know if it's a point, but um, the most important thing from Saturday's match against Atletico Madrid was that. Oh, wow. Sergio Busquets suffered a fa- facial bruising and a broken jaw, apparently. Mm. I don't know what his um, concussion situation is. He probably got a concussion, uh, yeah. more than likely. Uh, but I think other than than those things, he is otherwise okay. Um, yeah. Meaning that that's, that is the extent of his injury. And I think uh, it's important to remember that uh, <laughs> health and safety – are the number one concerns playing well, winning games. These are secondary. Without, in fact, sports doubt. in general.
0: <laughs> That's it. It was it was a horrible clash, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, no I, I, fault I, I, on
1: Savage, by the no, way. Of course, just, That's literally You're going for the saying. ball. It's understandable. It's you know just an unfortunate accident.
0: Yeah. What what do you make of what do you make of the current protocols? Because having him be assessed. Come straight back on, and in, in fairness to Mateo Lahoz, I think he's done exactly what he's been asked to do, which is he checked with the doctor before mm-hmm. he allowed him on. Yep, it's not enough, is it? It's no. not enough. It's not enough.
1: No, they really need to immediately adopt uh, concussion substitutions. I think
0: without doubt. I think because you can you can put someone on as a as a concussion substitution. Am I right in thinking that it doesn't come off your allowance? Well, that's the idea. I um,
1: but they don't have that in La Liga. No. I
0: did. So, oh, okay. That's elsewhere. But for me, the obvious. The
1: MLS just uh, dropped it, they, or not dropped it. Uh, I I said that like it's a single. Um, they just implemented <laughs> concussion, substitution. concussion so, yeah, substitutions. Concussion substitutions
0: featuring featuring Justin Timberlake, and, right, Pit, right. and Pitbull. <laughs> yeah, in all good record stores it's now. Three hundred five, indeed. <laughs> to, to me, to me, if, if it was you know, if all of a sudden I became the The president of FIFA. One, I'd take all the bribes I could. Secondly, I would, uh, of course, to to, to me part of the job. Yeah, I mean, to me, it's it's, surely it's it's almost a ten minute rolling sub. You should demand that person sits off for ten minutes. Bring someone on and take that person back off. And if it changes the game, use a permanent sub on them. Like I, I just, I felt, I felt. Yeah, a real tinge of regret when I saw Busquets go down the second time. One, from, on a human level. Two, on a sporting level, because he was playing well. And three, I just think, surely we've got enough evidence in the game now to do better than this. It, was, it wasn't nice.
1: Yeah, well, um, IFAB is continuing to to talk about it. It is uh, high on their priority mm-hmm. list. But a lot of times, you know, with these rule changes, they they institute them in between seasons. So I really do hope strongly that but for next season we're going to see concussion substitutions I in La so. Liga and in the Champions League and all well just across the world yeah globally Fingers that would crossed. be it. that would be best i think uh, well as far as results scoreless draw i can't help but, sit, but bring it up i i was talking to my wife last night about how and i was talking to you before we started recording hmm. about how disappointed i am in my fellow americans that we're not getting ourselves vaccinated enough to the point of of herd immunity and as mm. a result we and we in the US and potentially the entire planet are going to be dealing with this disease for 20 to 40 years um mm. as a result and i said to my wife you know we could have won but instead we've settled for a draw in the fight <laughs> against covid you know it's like we With, you know, uh, following protocols up until the vaccine came out and with, you know, with enough vaccination, we could have reached herd immunity. We could have eradicated this thing and just never had to worry about it again. We could have actually won. But instead, we were settling for a draw. And I feel like yesterday, Saturday's game against Atletico Madrid, that scoreless draw is the perfect metaphor for where we're at on a public health level.
0: Has America gone full Ernesto Valverde on their yeah. approach to winning the COVID battle? Yeah. Um, we're, we're we're slightly different <laughs> here in the UK in the sense that we've you know, we we've finished third, but because we've got Europa League, uh, because we've got got a European place, we're pretending that we've won. That's where we mm-hmm. are. Right, you know, we're, we're we're not doing as bad as that, but you know we're we're planning an open-top bus parade for finishing third. I think is where we are in the UK. But yeah, it's a it's a funny metaphor for the season, really, isn't it? And as, as we were talking about before we started recording, it's kind of. It feels like it's been a long, tiring season, doesn't it? And I think that game kind of encapsulates a lot of what standard Barca has been. I wouldn't say yesterday was bad. I think 99 times out of 100, you walk away from that game thinking, yeah, fair enough, a point to point. It's not bad. Yeah. But it's not quite what we needed. And I think this year we've seen, we've seen some bad, not as much as I was expecting. We've seen some good, more than I was expecting. But I think standard Barca... We saw that yesterday, which is, and I'm sure we'll come at this in more detail, but defensively, we looked ropey. Uh, yeah. Going forward, we looked a bit ugh, erratic. Um, not, we didn't look toothless necessarily, but we just looked like no one had a clue what they were doing apart from Messi. Yeah. Full of effort, but no end product from a lot of people. And it's just a bit... Uh, you know my my overriding feeling. So I, I actually caught up on the game late yesterday. My my mother in law is unfortunately going through some some pretty bad medical stuff. So we were visiting her, and I I turned my phone off and everything. And my as we were driving home, my wife checked the score because she knows it annoys me more than anything else in the world. Um, <laughs> other than when she uses all of the milk and doesn't tell me. Separate point. Um, and and I said, "Do you know the score?" She said, "Yes." And I said, "Please don't tell me." And then at the end of it, at the game, I said, "You could have told me it was nil nil, and I would have." <laughs> I wouldn't have watched it. (laughs) But my overriding feeling was kind of, uh, here we go again. But you knew that you were going to be talking with me,
1: so you should have watched it anyway.
0: We could have spoke about Pitbull and just in (laughs) Timberlake Records, it would have been all right.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'm wondering. I mean, honestly... Truth be told, I'm I'm like Ronald Kuman right now. I'm phoning it in for the remainder of the season because <laughs> uh, I'm I'm just about done. You're this is our last show together, you and me. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the last time we'll be talking because I'm three shows away now from being done with Barca talk, and that'll be it for me. And That's I really sometimes. do feel like I'm just sitting in the stands on my phone, telling my assistant what should be happening on the field.
0: Can Can we just point something out? And I hope yeah. this does. I hope this doesn't get cut from the show. <laughs> because it it's not football related but it baffled me so Ronald Koeman was in the stand mm-hmm. communicating with the bench fire via, via his iPhone mm-hmm. other phones are available of course um, <laughs> and he had and he had airpods in which is fine right two things number one surely that completely removes the point of having a ban yep. if you can be in the stadium with no fans they could hear you if he you shouted. Never mind, used the phone. Second right. point: Did you see it where he, instead of talking into the, just talking with the AirPods with pick up, he was talking into the phone? Yeah, Granddad Ronald, come on, seriously, get, get with the technology, Granddad.
1: Yeah, exactly. If you're gonna cheat, not cheat. It's not technically cheating because La Liga doesn't have any regulation against that. Which, yeah. of course, they. I'm, I'm sure he's giving them good reason to uh, revisit that policy over the break. But uh, but yeah, the grandpa aspect of it was also pretty. If brilliant.
0: I was Laporte, I'd have <laughs> walked him out there and then I'd say, "Come on! If you, if you don't know how to operate a phone, how on <laughs> earth can you go and strategize for us to win this league when we've got no cash?" Yeah, get out.
1: Ah, <laughs> uh, you're done. Yeah. You're done, Ronnie. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, unfortunate. Um, okay, so let's let's talk about offense mm. because I, I I like your summary of the offense. Not quite toothless. But then again, I my general feeling is it seemed like nobody had any ideas. Yeah. And maybe that had to do with the fact that um, Kuman wasn't able to direct things from the sideline. But usually that's not a decisive factor. It has <laughs> way more to do with how you prepare in training ahead of time. You know, um, I wonder if they even do analysis, uh, if they actually look at film and yeah. analyze their opponent's Because in this particular Barca with Kuhn and his team, I wonder, because so often this season, it just seems like they come out and there's just this, there's a sense of arrogance in a way where it seems like they don't know what to expect and they can't think of anything to do apart from what they're used to doing. Yeah. They just have this kind of habitual way of playing that sometimes, oftentimes works and they score goals and they win Mm -hmm. games and it's beautiful. But sometimes it doesn't, and they have no other gear. They have no other um, recourse. Yeah.
0: What What was really frustrating me, and it goes it goes to your point there. I mean, she, they, they must they must watch film. They must you know they, they they must do it. We can be flipping, but they must. But at the same time, me me and Gabriel had an impassioned debate before before the weekend's game about whether we should play Serginio Dest or Sergio Roberto, and I said you need to play Sergio Roberto in this game mm. because I didn't trust. Serginho Dest against this opposition. I said, I think he's a better player, but not not for this game. And Gabriel was saying, to anyone who hasn't listened, Gabriel was saying, but he gives us more down the wing. And I was saying he doesn't. He, no. he looks like he does. Right. But he doesn't. <laughs> he
1: runs further down the
0: wing. It's you 2 U2 release a single every three weeks, but they're all terrible. <laughs> They've done nothing since Joshua Tree. Just because they put stuff out doesn't mean it's good, right? Oh, and come on. Oxum, baby? No.
1: No, 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 not even no, one track off Octoon no. baby. Pointless. Wow.
0: Pointless. Also, they give themselves nicknames. Don't do that.
1: You're Fair not enough. called
0: the Edge. You're a 60 year old man. Anyway, <laughs> Um but w- what I found is, if, if you look at Zidane Dest's stats this season, we've got one assist from him. So why is, does he repeatedly get the ball to the byline and cross it to no one? I, I almost, I also made that point. And this isn't kind of "I told you so," although Gabriel, I did tell you so. <laughs> but this is, but this is just—we've seen it. Serginho Dest, his end product doesn't lead to goals. I'm going to, I'm going st- to stop slightly short of saying it's poor because you could crossing the ball is only half of the equation. You need someone there to attack it, and generally we don't, right? Right. Um. But that, how many times did Sergio Dest beat a man? Well done and cross it to no one. It is utterly, utterly pointless. And that, that was winding me up yesterday. And going back to your point, it's kind of give the person the ball we think might do something and see what they do. that That's not thats not tactical. I mean,
1: right. with, with Messi, that's you schoolyard. might get
0: it. Yeah, exactly. You can get away with it with Messi because he's largely central. Forget the fact he's an alien. He's largely central, so there's more chance of it. Yeah. Having a wide, and we see this with Dembele, having a wide player just try and do stuff, it's not going to work. And I think that, that was really indicative of our problems yesterday was that right-hand side. It, Des not tracking back defensively made Minguesa look, look worried, which is the, I think one of the few times we've seen him really rattled and then going forward down that side, we didn't do a huge amount. And to me that that's where our problems stemmed is that we, we were far too biased towards the right-hand side of the field. And the end product on that side of the field was pretty poor. Um, yeah. We we could have played all day and not scored. I think.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean I don't mean to to uh you know what no I do I'm going to pile on Sergio Dest a little bit and it's not him as a player I think it's more about like the perception that he's that he's somehow like a far superior option uh, uh he's like if you compare him to Nelson Semedo yes I would take him over Nelson Semedo would I take him over Sergio Roberto it actually kind of depends on the opponent and what you want to try to achieve 100%
0: couldn't agree you more know? yeah
1: Um, but if you, but what, but if what you are expecting from Sergino Dest or any, um, you know, right sided winger, uh, or fullback or whatever (laughs) is, he's not that impressive to me. And I'm not saying that there isn't great potential with him. I'm just saying his performance right now is poor.
0: Yeah. Certainly second half of the season. It's kind of like as Barca have stepped up a gear, he's been found wanted in my opinion. And I kind of, i have seen this to Gabriel. I don't want to think this because I think it's too early, and I don't want to be knee-jerk with it. But is it just the case that he's always been at this level, but we were below that at the start of the season, so he looked better? He wouldn't be, be the first. It wouldn't be the first player that we've seen that with. I hope right. it's not the case. He's very young, loads of potential. That's why I'm saying I don't want to be knee-jerk with it. But yeah, it took me second half of the season. He's offered us very little, but he seems to constantly be given the ball, and that's why I would have played Roberto yesterday because. It's genuine question, but you know, obviously, it's a leading question. You know my answer before I even ask it. If you <laughs> if you were to say to me, you can pick one back five, four and a goalkeeper, irrespective of if a team plays five, we'll just go with a, a defensive unit if you like, defence and keeper. You can mm. pick one from the La Liga. Who do you want? I would take Atleti's every day of the week. Sure. Defensively, they're brilliant. Oh yeah. So you know, we were we were unlikely to get much joy from their fullbacks, which is my point to Gabriel, which was yes Sergio Roberto is isn't as good going forward down that wing but we don't need him to be because he's not going to get much joy anyway right why not why not take the stability going backwards and I think that's where we were so I wouldn't I'd rather we didn't play Sergio Roberto there I'd rather we had an actual right back we could play there if we weren't playing Sergino Dest because Roberto's wasted but yeah I I would have done that yesterday and I I wonder what what joy we would have got but um, yeah I mean those center half yesterday must have had an absolute field there just Cycle the yellow cards between you taking Messi down, and you've got no right. real danger for the rest of the game. Avoid a red card, and you're all right. That's how it felt, and particularly against the Cholo Simeone side, I just you've, yeah. got, to do, you've got to do more than that.
1: And I mean, that's their strategy for the in general against just about any opponent is just circulate the yellow cards, mm-hmm. make sure no one gets ejected um, against any yeah. opponent, and of course, it just gets amped up that much more when you're playing against Messi and Barcelona. But you know the the other funny thing is that Sir, uh, Sergio Roberto eventually came on for Serginio Dest and ultimately filled in in that position, and this goes back to the first substitution, which was to replace Busquets when Elijah Shmodiva came on, and then presumably De Jong drops back and now he's playing in Busquets' role. I think if you're, tr- I, I think that De Jong is definitely suited to that role, but he's also shown how valuable he is going forward more and being a more advanced midfielder. So then for me, the natural uh, thing to do is actually put Sergio Roberto in for Busquets. He can hold things down. He can possess the ball in a way that Busquets can. He also does have very good vision for a pass, Mm -hmm. which is something that Busquets has. And it's not that De Jong doesn't have that. I'm just saying De Jong might be more valuable in that more forward activity, you make him drop back and now you're playing Elisha Moriba who is you know, he's he's just he's just or straight from the ground still. He's not refined. He's, yeah. You you don't know what you're going to get with him whereas with De Young, you kind of do and it's good stuff. I don't know. I just, mm. I think that Roberto should have come on for Busquets is what I'm it's saying.
0: A, it's a really good point. And do you know what? It's not something I thought during the game but the minute you said it, I couldn't agree anymore to be brutally honest. The way, the way yeah. you put that point across I I totally agree. I think what you lose between De Jong and Roberto in that position, based on what you gain with De Jong being able to go further forward, I think it's it's night and day. I think yeah, I didn't think it at the time, but that's a really, really good observation. I think in hindsight, absolutely. Mariba is so exciting, but he's so raw.
1: Right. And
0: you know he he does he does things that you'd expect of someone in that position. I mean Pedri's, a, Pedri's an anomaly, really. You know someone oh, yeah. at that age should be doing what Mariba does. Like at times he is frustrating, at times he's brilliant, and that's that's going to be the case for a few years. I think Roberto would have come in there, settled down, he, and also he's been here, he's seen the he's seen it, he's done it. He's not, not going to be afraid of the challenges coming in, etc. So yeah, 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 you, you're totally right. That's exactly what should have happened. I didn't think of it at the time, but you're right. And you know it's if you know it's ifs, buts, and maybes, isn't it? But who yeah. knows how that would have changed the game? Because we definitely lost something. You know, we've seen Mariba come in and, and, and inject a lot of energy into us. I didn't feel like he did, and I, and I don't think he played badly. Um, no. I'm certainly not going to knock him, but I don't think he gave us that spark that he has in the past. I think Atleti kind of dealt with him. Um, mm-hmm. So I give them credit for that. Um, it did put De Jong out of the game a little bit. Um, yeah, yeah, that's a really. And good the other thing is
1: that. Yeah, with like Modiba, with against more experienced defenders, they they've seen everything he can do. Mm-hmm. You know, as he learns and he refines his game, he's going to learn how to deal with them better. Hopefully, you yeah. know, and if he really does rise up and become a, an elite player, he's going to come up with some really great solutions, some really great ways of dealing with those defenders and getting them off their you know off balance, off their feet, getting in behind them. And all that sort of thing but right now they've seen all of his tricks all he really yeah. has is um the wild man kind of uh thing going on but they've seen all of this because these guys are hardened professionals
0: yeah <laughs> yeah i mean so so well drilled and you know i keep I, I banging on about it but that was kind of my point with, with Gabriel was like we need to give Atletic credit for just how well drilled they are as a team like they are the anti-us this season, in the sense of we don't really know what's coming every game, and some of that's exciting, some of that's frustrating. With Atleti, you kind of know what you're getting, because yeah. they're, they're drilled. They've got a lot of players that have been there a while. Um, they've got some really experienced heads in there. Um, and yeah, we, we needed that little bit of spark, and we didn't quite get it. And you know, I've seen a lot of noise on Twitter, shock, saying <laughs> that Pooj could have come on and changed the game. But... Again, I'm not, uh, you know, I'm 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 not sure if that would have been the case. I did really well last season against Atleti, really good performance. But again, who's to say that Pooge would have done any any better? I think you know that that's a big hole for us that we need to address in the summer, which is when when Plan A isn't working. We haven't had a Plan B this season. It's been give it to Messi, you know, or, or we've seen yeah. PK, PK go up front, which I hate to see personally.
1: Oh yeah no with we, we, serge and i were having some fun with that last week has it ever
0: worked has it i ever don't think worked? so
1: i don't think it has and it's just embarrassing <laughs> you're just embarrassing yourselves i mean that would be like if Letty suddenly said hey let's play tiki taka like no 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. You, no one wants to see that you're gonna make a hash of it just yeah. just don't even try at least go out with some dignity the uh, the other thing that just was had just occurred to me was um that I'm not happy with what Plan A has become. When Kuman first started doing this three-five-two tactic, it it worked out and it made sense and it it solidified a lot of defensive weaknesses. But now we're starting to see that sort of fail because I guess I'm sort of pivoting to maybe a defensive, mm-hmm. um, the defensive end of the game. Because to bring it back to Dest again, like you said, he's not tracking back. So and, and I don't know if this is I mean he's young I'm sure he has the gas in him to to track back more so I don't know if he's just following directions yep. from Kumin to stay forward more and to not worry about it but if but I mean ostensibly the idea is you have two fullbacks playing as midfielders and forwards mm-hmm. the presumption is that they when needed are going to run back really fast to cover yeah. and help out the three center backs yeah. so that you have a defensively sound side. But if Dest isn't doing it – and I can't remember if Alba – to what degree Alba was doing mm-hmm. it on Saturday. I mean honestly, I can't remember the degree to which Dest was, was or was not running back on Saturday. But you brought up that he wasn't running back mm-hmm. as much. So. Mm-hmm. It's a, the, so then that's a failing of the system. Yeah. And if you know you're going up against a defensive side as predictable and as solid and as drilled as Atletico, you need to find a way – to score a goal and i don't think that lineup is the way to do it you need more attackers and more width
0: yeah no i, 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 I mean i it's easy
1: for me to say that because i'm like what i'm not going to get fired i'm not going to lose my multi-million euro job <laughs> if, if yeah. i say that that's what needs to happen but i just i just feel like we need a more aggressive lineup against a team like that and yeah. and it could work
0: yeah i think the, the things that jumped out to me with that is that I think we had the width. I think we just didn't use it. Mm-hmm. Re- realistically, what we need to do with the width is stretch stretch out Letty and have people breaking the lines through the middle that we could get the ball to. And we, and we didn't. We did half of that. We didn't do the other half of it. The other thing right. with Dest that really, it was frustrating me, and I, and I, and I felt sorry for Gesser was that if you looked at the left-hand side of the pitch, I'm not Jordi Alba's biggest fan in recent years. I've made no secret of that. Um, he was caught out of position a few times but he generally either got there or did enough of a job that he was there or there about. What was frustrating me with, with Dest is that one, I would say almost all of that, chances came down his side. It was mm. noticeable to me. I don't have the stats, but it was, it felt in, 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 um, in the moment, it felt like it was every chance came down that side one way or another. The second thing is that it wasn't that he was 50 yards up the pitch while it was happening is that he would be vaguely in the right area he wouldn't be back far enough to 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 interrupt or like, his attack but he would just kind of be there yeah. so what would happen in my opinion is that mingessa would assume he had help dest would just be thinking about what he was having for his dinner or something yeah and players would just work around him and 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 it made mingessa look very ragged and very like hurried and I understood why Mingesta came off, but I think when you when they watch the tape back collectively, it's probably gonna look a little bit harsh on Mingesser, I think, because he wasn't given much help. Whereas on the other side of the defense, Longley had a couple of moments where he had to really scramble. But generally he had help and he had cover and between them they would eventually work it out. Yeah. Um so again we were very we were very biased on that side as well, and I think um you know a lot of people will point out to the fact that when Araujo came on we calmed down but am i right in thinking that when Araujo came on that's when the formation changed right so i i don't think it was it was like for like so um yeah i think dest had a had a poor performance all round and atleti just they, they just attacked down that side and i felt for mingessa i felt a chance was coming at any moment uh yeah we did we didn't look great we didn't look great at all yeah
1: um there's two other things actually there's one other thing about the actual game i want to talk to you about yeah and this isn't about just this game this is almost this is more like a this this is very much right up your alley uh this is an existential philosophical (laughs) thing about football um Messi, a fantastic free kick taker has scored many goals off free kicks that being said it's still a pretty low probability that he's going to score on a free kick like on if you look at any one free kick the statistics are pretty low mm. that he's going to get the ball over the wall he's going to beat the wall he's going to beat the goalkeeper and he's going to score directly when he does it i mean it's one of the it's i don't know it's a great feeling right and i'm starting to really believe that the reason we even like football is because you know it just it's it is for kids it's for children, and it makes us feel like children, and we get that sense of wonder from that moment. But from a win-this-game <laughs> standpoint, wouldn't it be conceivable, wouldn't it be acceptable <laughs> to just consider that even with Messi on the ball, one out of ten times we could do something where he doesn't go straight for goal? Uh, I'm, I'm talking about the ones where he's in good scoring position.
0: For me, there's, there's a couple of points there. Number yeah. one I loved. I loved your point about it's for kids. It is. I mean, the, there's a famous quote is it, saying it's it's the uh, the opium for the masses is football <laughs> because it, you know particularly in the, in when when football first came around it was just to get rid of the absolute monotony of working down coal mine uh, coal mines or building railways or whatever. Um, yeah. So yeah, we love it. So for for me, that one definitely. I'd much rather we we had a try. I think than than not. But if I'm being a bit more analytical about it. I guess where I sit with it is this. I have no qualms for Messi going for goal every single time he has the ball there. And it didn't bother me massively because, you know what, he's one of the best in the world and the odds are low anyway. It's kind of like Hail Mary's, isn't it? Right. But, you know, with if someone did a Hail Mary with like, you know, three minutes gone in the third, You'd be like, hang on. <laughs> yeah, come, come on, Aaron Rodgers. I know you might be upset about your contract, but, you know, what are you doing? Um, <laughs> yeah. But I think, so there's kind of that. My my thing is, we've only really got one other option for me, is mm-hmm. that someone is shooting on goal. Fair enough. You might change the angle by playing a little short one or playing it through someone's legs or whatever, but someone's shooting a goal. The other option that we that we, we see teams do but is that you will stretch the defense. So if you look at it, you'll generally have, a player or two over the ball. You'll have, if we look at the, the usual messy distance, you've probably got what five in the wall, and now one idiot lying behind it, which is the right. most horrendous thing in global football. Yeah. Other other than Set Blatter, that's the thing that's annoying me most in recent times <laughs> is that idiot behind the wall. Um, it's just not becoming a professional footballer, is it? Um, just well, neither is getting
1: scored on because you jumped and he just kicked the ball underneath. Don't
0: the... jump. Back your goalkeeper <laughs> to save it, and don't jump. I'd rather the, I'd, I'd rather. I'd rather that happen. Anyway, so be, so you stretch it. The problem is you stretch it. You've probably got the men to put the ball in the box, but we've got no one to attack it. So that's right. the other option. So free kicks, I'm going to disagree with you. However, I think, so I am 33 years old. If we don't change how we approach corner kicks, I'll be dead by 40. The yeah. stress <laughs> of watching us waste corner after corner after corner is just not good for my health. I've got gray hair coming out of my, like it's coming at a rate of knots all because (laughs) we can't take a corner kick. It is utterly pointless. I think if they brought in a rule that said you could choose, you can either have a corner or you Mm. can start again with the ball on your own 10 yard line. (laughs) I'd I'd take that it's a waste of time. So on your point, free kicks (laughs) I'm all right with corners pointless for us at the minute and I just I, I mean we've got to address that because I, I haven't seen the stats but we must have the lowest set piece rate yeah of any of any team in the league, I would guess
1: definitely this year I would say because I think what it was a game or two ago when Araujo scored on a corner and I think that was the first corner we'd scored on in months many said, months the, at least the, the, if not the first one of the season
0: <laughs> the commentators in the UK said when when Araujo came on and he uh, he he won a he scored but it was offside uh, and the commentators in the UK said Ronald Araujo, there very dangerous to set of pieces. I think no, he's not. He's just the no. only one that has scored. Right. <laughs> that's, that's like that's not the case at all. That's like saying you know Jason Donovan is a prolific musician. No, he's not. He just had one popular number one. <laughs> right. Santa Claus well, works I, hard. No, he doesn't. He turns up once a year. Come on, there's a difference. But
1: it's a big night, you know. It is um, a big night.
0: It's very true. My six year olds won't, won't won't forgive me for that. That's there true. You
1: go. But I think you and Gabriel agree on the, the corner kick issue. Hi, but his main thing is that he doesn't like it when they take short corners. But, see, my thought is similar to what you're saying, is that they should only do short corners because they have no plan for, you know, sending a corner into the box.
0: But even even then, right, yesterday, and I'm, I'm about to make a hypocrite of myself because it's exactly what I've just said and said we should do. <laughs> yesterday, it was yesterday, yeah, yesterday. <laughs> yesterday we took a corner, it went out to Albert, and he kicked it 40 yards back to Stegen. And just right. a little bit of my soul just died because even though it was the right thing to do I just thought oh dear oh dear there we go you know sometimes sometimes you know working your way backwards is a is a better way of going forwards but it's just horrible to see isn't it so I think you know we're, we're nitpicking but yeah yeah god um, corners well
1: as far as where that puts us in the um in the La Liga race strangely still
0: not out of it
1: I've just um, checked the score ah yeah uh yeah. so so you, so you don't mind talking about it now.
0: <laughs> no, I don't mind. If I, for anyone who isn't in the UK. I've just checked it on the BBC and if you if you think coverage is bad where you are, I'd love to compare. It. so the BBC for any football <laughs> other than English football will just give you like the score. Uh-huh. It, so I've gone up there it, it just says substitution. Substitution for severe it's just so I've got no idea how this game's gone I just know the score and it's horrendous so have you been watching it or are you just following the score
1: I'm just following the score as we're talking um so we are currently in the 80 as we record the Real Madrid Sevilla game is in the 87th minute and Rakitic just scored on a penalty in the 78th minute and they're up two to one so it's possible and they're so they're in the 87th minute Sevilla's winning they could they could pull this out and then that would put Barcelona at uh, second place in, La, in the La Liga race. But even if Real Madrid turns this around and gets a draw, we Barcelona is still in it, and that's mind blowing. Yeah, not only from a Barcelona perspective and how they've been able to turn their team around and get enough results to be yep. to still be competitive, but how all these other teams have managed to drop points here and there and to have such a tight race going into the final three fixtures.
0: Yeah, and th- th- you know, we we've got I said whoever was top tonight would win the league. And I fifty one percent believe that, but I've just <laughs> checked Atleti and Madrid's fixtures and they're not great. I wouldn't like to be at Letty's shoes in terms of their games left. So they're you know, in in terms of who they've got coming up. They've got saucy dads. <laughs> I mean, oh. obviously that's a that's not a great that's not a great game. Osasuna, that should be fairly straightforward via the lid. You just never know. Um, but yeah. I I don't I don't see nine points there by hook or by crook. And then Madrid have got uh they've got Virial, they've got Athletic, and they have got Granada. Mm. We we obviously have got uh we've got Levante, we've got Celta, not a great game, and we've got A bar. Yeah. If 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 this was a three round shootout, <laughs> I'd back us. Yeah, that two point difference to Atleti worries me. What I, what I can see happening is that we um is that we go down last in the season and we lose on the head to head. That's yeah. what feels. That's what it feels like to me. Is I that they'll that. They, they'll get a draw. We'll win all three. They'll get a draw from somewhere, and we lose on head to heads, and we'll all be absolutely disgusted that we lost it because effectively Tesh Degan decided to play centre midfield for three minutes just before right. half time in the first game. <laughs> which I'd yeah. forgotten about until yesterday and it was mentioned again. And I just, again, a little, another little bit of me died.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But um, as we said, like me, me and Serge said last week, and I think you and I agree on this is that, you know, looking at how we began this season and how it has progressed along with the Copa del Rey trophy that we've already won, mm-hmm. it's been a good season. It's been a yeah. um, a positive season that we can hopefully learn well we're not doing anything but hopefully the the new president Laporta and Koeman if he continues hopefully they learned from this and uh, hopefully we can uh, have some good transfer policy over the break and continue that kind of idea into a good season next year although I'm not going
0: to have to talk about it so it's great but here's, here's a question for that very reason because this is going to be the last time me and you speak on mic yeah. Um, presumably, so you're 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 you are now Joanne Laporta. Let's let's assume we finish second. Let's assume mm. it's as it stands now. What do you do with Ronald Koeman? Mm. Do you second.
1: Um, only if Chabi doesn't want to come. It's it is just a matter of time before it happens. Yeah. So like, I'll I'll check I'll check in with him every month, every week, even. Just like, How about now? How are you feeling now? And but otherwise. Yeah, I mean, I'm not very um, tuned in to the elite manager marketplace, so I'm not really sure who, like, who, who would you get apart yeah. from holding on to Kuman and just sort of see, you know, trying to move forward with that sporting project. Well, because this, this I is think big... with, if given the more of the players that he wants, he actually could be way more successful.
0: Yeah, this is this is the big question, isn't it? Because it's very easy for the, for us to go into kind of football manager or FIFA mode and say, well, get rid yeah. of him. But we know that the club's in kind of fairly perilous financial situations. The issue that I've got is exactly the point you just mentioned, which is I think I wouldn't get rid of him. One, I think he's had a far better season than I expected. However, let's not ignore the elephant in the room, which is that in the big games, he has largely failed. Yeah, We've, we've taken a point from two games against Atleti. We've taken zero points from Madrid. Uh, Champions League, obviously, we got knocked out. Even so, yeah, I mean, we we played well in the second leg, but we got we got knocked out early. Um, so he, you know, I think that the argument that he has failed in the big games holds a lot of water. I'm not saying it's entirely accurate, but it holds a lot of water. You can certainly argue that point. But I agree with you. If Chabi's come in, what do we do? Because if we pay off Koeman and his staff, well, that's a hell of a lot of cash. Yeah, we're going to bring someone in for a year. So we're static for a year. If we assume Messi is staying for a year or two max if he stays, if if, if we're going down the – there's lots of avenues here. If we're going down the avenue of let's maximize Messi's time, mm. well, that's a terrible idea. Yeah. If we're not going down that route and we're saying, well, let's build for the future, bringing in someone for a year is also a terrible idea mm-hmm. because unless you're bringing in someone that is effectively a puppet for Xavi, then let's not do that. So then you're looking at people like promoting – from the from the B team, maybe. maybe. Um, so I, ju- I to me, unless it's, I agree with you. If if Xavi is the is the messiah, <laughs> and, he, and he's which he seems he seems to be in the media, and there's been no noise from the club that would make it seem like it's not the case. Certainly, yeah. the fans would be on board. I would be on board. Certainly, you know, so right. I don't want that to sound flippant and, not, and like I don't agree with it. Like, but you know, if if all roads lead to Xavi, then I just think it was a terrible decision to get rid of Cumin in that time. Um, i also seen the quote from, from Pep's father saying, I see no reason why Pep wouldn't return to Barcelona. Well, we've got to assume that's not in a managerial role. You'd guess. Right. So does that mean Xavi coming as manager with Pep as a sporting director? You've got to assume that Pep's going to give City a bit of credit and not just walk out at the end of the season. So I right. I, I, I think Kuman has to continue for a number of reasons. But I think the, the big game uh, effect that that is around Kooman at the minute has to change next season. That that's the only thing that would worry me if I was in Ronald Kooman's shoes is when he's been tested at the highest level he's largely failed. Yeah, um, but yeah, I, I wouldn't. Get well, it. well, he There's just comes out with the same old it, thing.
1: It. You know, he yeah. doesn't have anything special for the big games. He it's just the same. He he treats them all equally.
0: Well, which on paper seems
1: like a good idea or whatever, but do it know what doesn't work kind out. kind of
0: indicative of his personality though. Like yeah. I, kind of, I kind of feel like that's the man that we got and that's kind of why we got him. So right. without going political and I don't want to offend anyone and I certainly don't want to offend you, to me as a, as a Brit, and I hate I hate the fact I was referring myself to it as a, as a Brit, but there we go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but as someone who isn't American, let's go down that route and I'll make myself feel better. Um the biggest thing that I thought would happen in your election, that you've that your presidential election, was that people would vote for Biden because he was stable and he wasn't Trump. Again, mm-hmm. without wanting to, to offend anyone, um Trump, whichever way you look at it, was a man that was erratic. You could say yes. he's erratic, good, erratic, bad, and we won't go into that. Biden was obviously going to be a lot more stable than Trump. And America needed whole pitch. stability. Exactly. <laughs> that's and that's exactly but I don't think anyone is expecting Joe Biden to go and revolutionize the world. I don't think that's his gig. I don't think that's what he's there for. To me Kuman was always that kind of Joe Biden figure which is right. Everything is burning behind you Ronald. This is burning <laughs> to the ground. Do us a favor and just don't let us burn on the pitch. Yeah. So I kind of feel like we've we've kind of we've exceeded expectations but I think Kuman has probably He's either delivered exactly what I thought he would, or he's been slightly better in the sense of I thought he would come in and just be very regimented,
1: yeah. very
0: predictable, right? Very like stable st- to a fault. Stable to a fault is a great way of putting it. Yeah, but you know, but often that stability has been exactly what we needed. We just needed, we just needed them to be a little bit looser on the reins. And I thought we'd see a bit more of an influence from Larson, but. You know, I th- I thought he put quite an exciting backroom. Um backroom, that's a that's a bit of a negative word, but you know, I thought his assistants were quite exciting and I just don't think yeah. they have shone through as much as I thought. But I think we've got what we needed from Kuhn and I think the question for the club now will be, is it one more year of stability, quote unquote, and then we bring Xavi in when hopefully the youngsters have bedded in a bit more, the debt has hopefully been restructured, because it's not going, but hopefully we restructure it. Messi's sorted one way or another. Um, Hopefully that's the case, but uh, it's going to be an interesting. It's going to be an interesting few weeks for Cumin because I know the 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 Catalan media have started up a bit of a a bit of a rumor mill, saying that Laporte is not sure, and obviously they've got about four hundred papers to sell every day just on football, haven't they? So who knows what to believe? But yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, they're they're not
1: the most trustworthy press.
0: (laughs) No, they're really not. They're really not. So I think I think a strong finish from Barça is probably needed for Cumin. Yeah just to settle a bit of scores and go into it with positive summer. Um, But yeah, the fact that going back to your point, we started about 25 minutes ago, apologies for hijacking it. Um, The idea that we're still in a title race, I find ludicrous from where we start the season. So it's been a draining season for me, but it has to be a positive at this point, no matter what happens in the next three games, I think.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So final point uh, is no longer about football. Just want to say, Craig, thank you for, for joining up when we uh, when we put the word out mm. and to help sort of fortify the team. And at the time, I wasn't on mic at all. And now in the last you know couple of months, we've been on the mic more with each other. We've gotten to know yep. each other a little bit better. So that's been a really fun experience. And I, it was always nice, even when I was off mic, it was nice to know that there was someone uh, sticking up for Sergio Roberto in my <laughs> absence. <laughs> what a man. Yeah, but uh just it's it's been a real pleasure and uh, this is this, so you're the second stop on my farewell tour. Mm. Uh so I just want to say thank you.
0: No, likewise, uh I think I speak for probably all of us both on mic and off mic when I say you've been a massive, massive contributor to this and whatever you do next, I hope you have a lot of joy and success. Uh I would like to think that you find your way back here one day, but you know, if not, I think your your contribution will not go uh Un- unremembered um and you know as long as you don't perform as bad as alexander Kleb in whatever you do in life you'll be all right <laughs> craig's craig's final thought for you those yeah that's my bar <laughs> that's it if you're better than alexander Kleb, you're doing all right all right well yeah um
1: thanks again and uh well you know the the show will be back of course next week i'm i should be back with alejandro and then a week after that with Gabriel and uh, that'll conclude my farewell tour and the season so uh, until then you know Visca Barça and Craig one more time thanks again so much really pleasure. appreciate it
0: take care That's chumbacasino.com.
1: No purchase necessary. DGW void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions eighteen plus.